everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hustle Podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. We do have a request though, before we get started, if you have found our content to be entertaining or helpful, would you consider leaving us a review on iTunes? Those five-star reviews really help to make sure that our content gets out there and that our show continues to grow. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando and we're on episode 365, a themed episode. Yeah, it's a themed episode and I'm actually trying to pull up the notes right now. I should have had that ready. Uh, what are we What are we talking about today, Orlando? So this is kind of a different themed episode. I thought we would reflect on the keynotes of eBay Open that just happened this last week. And hopefully a lot of you are able to attend. If if you weren't able to, you'll get some of the information that you missed. Or you could actually go catch the replay. We wanted to share our thoughts on some of the items. Some are good. Some are, you know, we'll find out. Uh, and also, uh, we want to talk about the fall seller update. I know we everyone everyone loves listening about these things. You know, it's, it's kind of one of those things whenever eBay drops anything, it's like 90% of the time, it's something that you don't want to hear. But sometimes there's like that 10%. That's, that's a good thing. And I know that sounds very pessimistic, but that's kind of how it's been lately, you know? So eBay, eBay open was a lot of fun. Now we're not going to cover all of eBay open. So hopefully everybody understands that. Uh, if, if you want to, you can go check out all the videos. This is actually going to be probably part one. It's not going to be a two piece, but we're going to have probably on another update episode, I'm going to talk about some things I find because there's all these like mini sessions that they really get into detail. There's like one they did on economics. They did one, they did one on AI. They had different smaller ones. So we don't have the time, even though we do have a longer podcast, we'd be here for hours if we went through all of them. So we're just going to cover the keynotes here uh, today and then talk about the fall seller update along with our hustles of the week. Nice. All right, cool. Sounds good, especially because I wasn't able to attend or watch any of the videos yet on the eBay Open. So, uh, so I'll be kind of, uh, I'll be learning some of the stuff here, which is one of the nice things about about the podcast. You know, me being part time, you being full time, is uh, you get to do that full time research and then distill it down, uh, just just like our <laughs> listeners get too. You know. Yeah, and and I appreciate that. You know, when I wasn't full time, I would always try to catch somebody on YouTube talking about it or or so on, and and I actually had to like get up early and like screen record some of this and actually you know i wanted to sleep but i was like i care about you guys i'm gonna actually you know put in some work here and so i will say i not let's just let's just rip it off with the with the band-aid you know ebay open needs to be in person again i know there's all these networking rooms and i and i appreciate everybody that reached out to us while i was at ebay open you know, they sent us messages. Hey, awesome. You guys are here. Appreciate you guys. So thank you, everyone uh, that reached out to us. It would have been a lot cooler, though, if we could meet you in person, you know, shake hands, hugs, whatever, and just, you know, share, you know, what you're up to and so on in person because uh, it's so impersonal. But with, without, you know, without going too much into that, it was definitely an interesting eBay open. I'll, I'll share some notes and then, uh, you know, me and you will go back and forth on, th- on things. So the first keynote obviously was by Jamie uh, Aoni, uh, also known as uh, Ferris Bueller. Uh, if you haven't caught that, uh, I don't know if you have, have you have you noticed the the didn't you notice didn't you know that James Jamie played uh, Ferris Bueller back in the day? Wait, for real? <laughs> Just pull it pull it up right now on your Google. Pull up pull up Ferris Bueller and pull up Jamie Jamie Aoni. Anyways, while he does that. 
the one thing, the one thing they started with was eBay is definitely shifting. And and we've talked about this shift in the last few weeks. I want to see how long I can go get this going on with Mike here. And so eBay used to be the place where like you can find almost anything and you can list it and, and there's buyers for it. And that's true. That is true. But that was before the time of an algorithm. That was before promoted ads. That was before stale listings. And so right now, eBay's push is this idea of an enthusiastic buyer. Sorry for the struggle, everyone. Enthusiastic buyer. And we've talked about this before. And basically, these are buyers that are nine times more on average across other categories to buy things. They spend two to 3000 a year. They're repeat buyers. eBay is more about hooking those buyers in than getting those buyers that just buy the one-off item. So do you see it, Mike? Did you look it up? So, so you're trying to say he looks like uh, Matthew Broderick? Yes. Is that the, the yeah, point you're trying is. to make? Uh, yeah, I guess I can kind of see it. It is there. On Instagram, yeah. uh, I pulled part of the keynote, and then I added the part when uh, Ferris faked that he was sick, and he's like, I got him. They, it was the worst acting performance of my career, and I actually got them to believe me. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I'll ever be invited to an eBay open after these memes that I drop on Instagram, but we're all having a good time. It's all right. Like all 30 people saw the meme, you know, <laughs> no, nope. I, I doubt, I doubt, uh, uh, eBay CEO is too concerned about it. Uh, yeah. But we're having a good time. Like if eBay gets to the place that they're like, no, we will shadow ban you, which doesn't happen. I think we have a major, problem. maybe they got a kick out of it. Let us know, Jamie, let us know in the comments. If you got a kick out of the meme that was created. All right. Also, uh, so let's play the video. Let's play the video. And then we'll, we'll talk more about what was noticed. So this one, this first, first one is from our new homepage redesign. Many of you have told us that it's time for a site refresh, and we agree. Buyers will now find it's simpler and more intuitive to search for the right inventory for them, which means it'll be even easier for you to sell. This is a huge moment for eBay. The new design will be the biggest user experience change on our homepage in more than five years. It's going to completely modernize the look and feel of the homepage. The redesign will also make the experience more interactive for your buyers, offering them new I mean, and more efficient ways the for them to find update. the items they want and need. It's only been 20 years, 20, 30 years. And we're improving customer communications too, because that's key to how we connect with you and your buyers. How many times have you gotten an email and felt like it wasn't that relevant to you? Well, we're changing that. Whenever we reach out, we should be telling you the right thing at the right time for exactly what you need. And we're doing the same thing for your buyers with more targeted emails so that they can more efficiently find your items and your stores. You've also told us that Ow. unpaid items are a real pain point for you. And since last year, we've continued to work on addressing this issue about, for right? you. Yeah. Well, As a result, we're one step closer to ensuring sellers never have unpaid items, starting with our best offer listings. Requiring that buyers provide a form of payment before placing an offer on best offers is now live for all buyers in the US. We're yeah, also good. testing these capabilities on auctions listings, and we're rolling out the solution for best offer globally. And we've simultaneously stepped up actions for non-paying buyers. We've seen a significant reduction in unpaid items so far this year, and we hope you're seeing the difference in your business. But we're not stopping there. We're continuing to work to solve this issue for you, our sellers. 
No. So I would say um, kind of just initial thoughts on that. Um, the homepage redesign, I'm, I mean, I, I don't want to say like I'm ecstatic for, but it, it's a, it's a good thing. Uh, I've talked a lot over the last couple of years, probably the last four or five years about the fact that eBay is just, it just feels old. It feels like it doesn't feel like it's doing a, a good job of connecting with younger buyers. And even though a site refresh, isn't going to be the panacea fix all for like connecting with the Gen Z it at least is is in some ways maybe a step in the right direction. So I'm not going to complain about that. Uh, but uh, the the way it was presented with the fixing the unpaid items, it's, it's almost as if it's just this massive problem that like we're going to... You know, like when you hear politicians talk about like things that are like epic, big, yeah. wa- worldwide scale issues that like maybe over the course of a lifetime, we're going to take steps to address and maybe we can fix. This is unpaid items like... It should take it should take this year. We're going to fix unpaid items done. Right. And I get they're trying to roll things out slowly. Uh, so I, I'm I'm happy that the the best offers now, they're not going to be able, you're not going to be able to get a uh, an unpaid on best offers if they've actually rolled that out effectively. Um, we've already seen that with some of the you know offers that come in. It'll tell you, hey, this customer's already you know provided a payment. You'll get paid as soon as you accept. Uh, so if that is now universal across the board on offers, I'll take it. Um, but it, it just still seems like, come on, just, just roll it out. I, I mean, maybe I don't want to talk too much, but I'm thinking like, I, I guess I can see some issues with the auction, but yeah, if it's a buy it now, it should just be, it, 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 it shouldn't even be an issue at all. The comment section when he was saying that on at eBay open was wild, man. Like people are not happy. You could actually take that speech and maybe we should, because I have the other speech, because I actually dropped it on Instagram the night before eBay opened, and it's almost the same speech. It's like, we've heard you, we've listened to you, we're working on it. Maybe they even said, maybe he even said, we're one step closer. <laughs> I don't know. But it's it's one of those, like, we're at a, I'm just at a loss. Uh, to me, if when I was in leadership and I said, hey, we're going to resolve something, and I put myself on a deadline. If I didn't meet that deadline, I would have definitely addressed how, you know, obviously I didn't, I didn't meet the deadline. Uh, there was no discussion of that. I was just kind of like, hey, here's something new. It's actually in the in the fall seller update that they're working on it. So they they spent the time to write that we're working on it. Now, though, I, I am I am impressed. I'm not impressed. I am. I'm excited a little bit about the redesign of the website. I don't know what that would look like. I think it would be great. It'd be awesome if there were no more dead links that, you know, sometimes you go into like business policies and you go, it's like you take a time traveling machine to a web page from like 1998. And you're like, How, has no one seen this? Like, why is this still here? So that was good. Uh, but it, I don't know if you caught that. He didn't say too much about the social. Did you catch that part? The social? What do you mean? He said they're going to be more seller social centric. And I, and he didn't exactly say, but I think I know what he meant. I was going to share that. What do you think he means? So we got this email and it was supposed to be like secret email, you know, cause, cause we're pure as a podcast. And so it said, hi sellers. We are thrilled to share some exciting news with you before anyone else. We are officially launching our new Instagram handle eBay for sellers. The eBay for sellers handle will be shared with sellers at the eBay open studio. So it already passed uh, on, at, on September 26 and 27, 
please refrain from sharing this information publicly until it is officially launched. And so it's going to be a seller centric platform. Uh, so basically it's going to be like eBay for business. I'm guessing like what was on Facebook, but now it's on Instagram. I guess this is where you can go and, and ask questions and bring things up. Well, sounds, uh, that sounds very hip. It sounds like, <laughs> have you, okay. I, I'm being we're, really we're mean too, here. I, we, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen the TV show six or the, it's a movie series. I can't remember if it's a movie or a series. It might be a series called sixth grade. No, I think it's called sixth grade. It might be called eighth grade. Anyways, it, it's, it's one of those middle school years. The, the concept is it's, it's a story of like a kid in middle school and like in modern times, like what it's like. And it, it was actually really well done and kind of eye opening in the sense of like these kids are growing up with like Snapchat, you know, like the, the, the things we can't even fathom, even like high school kids in the in the show are like, can you believe it? This kid like they've had a Snapchat since they were like seven. Like I didn't get mine until I was 15. And so like just thinking about how people are different. Well, anyways, in that show, there is a part where the principal of the school is standing in the the cafeteria and he's like, Hey guys. And he's like trying to like seem super hip and cool. And he dabs, he like does the like dab yeah. thing and all the kids like crickets. Like nobody <laughs> thinks it's cool. And it's like just super cringe. Yeah. That's almost like what I feel like when co corporations are like this are like, and now we're going to be super hip and trendy and check out our new Insta handle. And it's like, yeah. Look, I don't, I don't know if I don't know if you're doing what you think you're doing, but you well, know, that like, would have been cool in like 2011. You know what I mean? Like, my son the other day, he came across an Instagram uh, page that had pictures of me uh, at, at like Catalina Island back in 2011, right? And I, I remember at that time it was like, oh, we're so cool, we're so edgy, but this is 2023, and it's like we're now on Instagram. And so I, I totally, yeah, I, I get that. Now I'm on their page. I mean, it's right here. Uh, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, they, they, they're they tagging people like when they post on eBay. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, to me, I, I think it's a good thing. It may be, maybe a decade late, but I, it doesn't hurt, you know, to have a, another a way to get a hold of eBay or for eBay to know to, to be more in, in tune with sellers. It's interesting that they chose Instagram because TikTok's right, pretty popular right now. And there's a huge, you know, a lot of people have huge followings on TikTok. Uh, Facebook actually has a huge following. Uh, and, you know, X, not not so much, uh, but that they chose Instagram. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes. So, but anyways, that was uh, that was that part. I'm trying to look if there's anything else. Oh, yeah. He just kept, you know, the CEO, he would go on and talk about, you know, the, how they're trying to reach into through the uh, enthusiastic buyers and uh, government advocacy. So it wasn't really, I would say, technical heavy. Like, here are some tools. But I think that was meant for other keynotes or other speakers. So let's go to this next one. I think this next one will be interesting. Look, look uh, real quick. Here's okay. the here's that scene <laughs> from that show from okay. eighth grade. It's called eighth grade. Um, but you see like just the awkwardness of like, look how cool and trendy. I, that's, that's what I felt that was yeah, 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 um, yeah. without being too mean. Um, there no, we I, go. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, so anyways, if you're listening <laughs> on the podcast yeah. and you're wondering what's going on, uh, check out, check out the YouTube, um, come on over, hit like, and subscribe. This is one where we actually have some clips. Obviously the audio will be there, but, uh, it, it's also nice to be able to, uh, see things as well. All right. You said, uh, the next, uh, the next clip.
Yes. Yeah, so this next clip uh, comes from the eBay SVP of global market. Oh no, that's not Jordan Sweetum. This comes from. Uh, oh, this comes from VP of Seller Experience, Shadow. I, I just messed up her name. I think it, I think it's Zhang. Uh, my apologies, but go ahead, play the clip. Improvements. We saw a great opportunity for AI to significantly improve the background removal removal feature. We know the old background removal tool didn't quite hit the mark when it came to quality. So our AI engineers created a significantly better algorithm. And starting this quarter, you'll be able to use a more seamless and improved background removal tool. The results speak for themselves. So if you've used it before and didn't like the results, definitely try our AI enhanced background removal nice. 2.0. Remember how stoked we were when they yes, first uh, just when they first that. showed us. So and and it was kind of cool because they like we got to see it before it was like fully released and and at that point, I mean, if you remember, I felt like I was kind of cutting edge on the podcast because mm -hmm. I was talking about remove.bg, I think was the website. <laughs> yes, I remember. That. And it was a very slow, clunky process, but man, it was it was an efficient way on a browser to not efficient. It was a way uh when, back before there was a lot of really easy ways of doing it and then apps came out and stuff but anyways we were at uh the ebay open back in what was that 2019 19 yep 2019 we were hanging and out we, with the vp harry temkin talking yeah, shop uh, <laughs> pat you on the back there good job orlando <laughs> but anyways we were they, they showed us this this the tool before it like really was even out and it was pretty good like now here's what I noticed though. It was almost just like they show there. That, that's a good picture. That one in the middle of like how it used to be. Anything that was like in like shadows and mm -hmm. stuff that was like like in the handles, definitely even and especially if you were trying to use a photo box. A lot of times I take a lot of my pictures in a photo box, and because you're going to get better lighting and other things like that. But because the white background, if they had any white on the item it just didn't do a very good job of removing the background and you try and like then manually erase parts and then it erase too much and and so yeah it definitely was clunky some items it worked flawlessly others it did not so i'm interested in trying the new 2.0 uh, i'm glad they've kind of gotten with the times because yeah since 2019 you're talking four years have passed like it's a world of difference in in technology i would hope that uh the background removal technology has gotten more efficient since then it it was interesting because uh, I posted something on Instagram and and a lot of people were just going off on eBay like it's terrible, it's horrible, and I'm like wait 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 this isn't we're not at two point oh yet. Uh, it was interesting because remember it was only like the first picture you were able to do that in the beginning. Now you could do yep. it through all of them, and I hope. And now you can do it after the fact too. Now now you could do it after the fact, but I I wish you know I'm hoping and if eBay if you're listening it'd be great if you could somehow you know how you do end and sell similar like when you do that process you could be like remove background from all the pictures yeah right? but you gotta be i mean maybe if it's if it is flawless then sure the problem though is again i would i, I did that when i did my big end and sell similar okay. um for a lot of my items and i was going back through and i was manually removing backgrounds and I, maybe three or four out of every 10 you would do it'd be like oh that's really bad like i'm an, i'd rather stick with the original picture them this removed background because it just it didn't do a very clean job of cutting out the background and so yeah if you just did like auto and then it just goes through and then what it, it's not going to save a backup of the original is they can't well, hold and two that, pictures and that's on a there. problem so for example i had posted 
uh, that I still use Photo Room. And so Photo Room <laughs> just showed up and goes, oh, hey. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, thanks, guys. You should sponsor us again, Photo Room. Because Photo Room, I, Photo Room, whatever is going on with Photo Room, eBay needs to just buy Photo Room. Because Photo Room, I can do 250 pictures at one time in a batch. And it'll take probably five to eight minutes, but it will it will remove the background on pretty much 95% of them without any problems. There's a couple that I need to correct, but you can correct it. And, and the correction is really easy. You can do like a pinch zoom. You can do all these things. And, and so I'm hoping that this is just as efficient. And that's my problem. When, when the first uh, background removal came out with eBay, like we were blown away because it was really cool, right? It was, we went from remove.bg to that. There was no photo room, right? So we're like, cool, we could do it in an app. And then once photo room came out, everybody's like, we're just going to use photo room. At least I was, and I haven't looked back. And it's 70 bucks a month, but the, the time I save, because on eBay, you have to go to each one and it doesn't work well, like all the time you lose. So I'm hoping 2.0, I'm excited. I'm, I, I think I think there's potential in all being correct. It'd be kind of nice where, you know, I take pictures and I upload them to eBay. And then once they get an eBay, it removes it all at one time. That would be awesome. Because right now I take pictures, I go to photo room. I remove the background, I upload to Dropbox, and then I put it on eBay. Yeah, that's way too much work. Um, yeah. But the other thing, though, too, is it removes the competitive advantage. Like, I, I spent more time, just like you're saying, like doing that, uploading to a Dropbox, and then that, that's, that's, that's too many steps. However, if our competitors aren't willing to take those kinds of steps, you stand out. Mm -hmm. But if it's just part of the system where it's just kind of cake built into the cake where so anybody like any average Joe lists something on eBay and they're basically going to have perfect pictures. There goes that competitive advantage yeah, you true. had. So then you got to find another way to be even more standout. Maybe it's remove the background. And I know you used to be like only white background, only white background, but then maybe it's, th does your background have some kind ah. of decoration, which I know photo room, you know, so I'm glad you brought that it, up. So, so then there's other things of like, okay, how do I stand out? And so that's fine. I mean, as, as, good resellers were always trying to find a way to get that competitive advantage. However, anytime, anytime something comes out that makes everybody's life easier, it also took away the fact that if you were willing to work a little bit harder than anybody else, it, it was, uh, you stood out. No, agreed. Now this, I'm glad you brought that up because I almost forgot. So the chief product officer, Eddie Garcia, during his keynote brought up some interesting things. So now with shoes, we, I think we already knew this, there's 3D rendering for sneakers and then AI background, not only removal, but you can change the background based on the item. And they actually said, obviously a purse will look better on a glass table than it would if it was just a, with a white background or so-and-so item looks better with this background. So they're kind of going the photo room out, uh, 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 route. They're not only doing just white background, they're now going to allow you to change the background completely so it fits better with the item that you're selling. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. And then on top of that, if you sell clothing, now they will have models that can model your clothing with AI. So, for example, they choose your clothing item and then they look, there's a list and, you know, I guess the different body types and maybe, I, you know, I guess, you know, melatonin and whatever your race and then you can choose and you can see how items would look on you based on if th that person fits your body type and who you are 
I, I think that'll be interesting. Yeah. Again, it's one of those things where I feel like when those stuff first roll out, it's probably going to be cheesy and not really work great. I mean, like think about like some guy's sleeve is going to be super stiff on their arm. Yeah. Or just, I mean, who knows? Cause like, I even think about some things that came out. It's like kind of cool, but like, uh, you know how Amazon does the like see it in your room and you could like yes. use the virtual reality and it's like, yeah. yeah, that's cool. But like who, how many, I want to know the statistics, like how many people actually use that and that makes a decision. Cause like it can't really tell perspective, uh, like, uh, scale and perspective like very well, like kind of can try to, but so who knows? But again, over time, I mean, we we've seen how fast technology is advancing, how fast things like, uh, AI is advancing. So what, what comes out looking like, I mean, who knows? Maybe people will be like, this is so cool. And they'll, they'll overlook the cheese. And then five years from now or two years from now, it's like, it'll be amazing and incredible and almost, you know, inability to tell the difference between what's real and what's been computer generated. Cause you know how, like uh, if you watch a movie from 10 years ago, you're like, ugh, like those graphics, I, like it looks so bad. But like when you watched it, then you were like, it's so real. I just hope so it's real. I hope it's real to life because I know when I put certain shirts, I look like a sack of potatoes. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm just being real. So I'm hoping if like you're a big dude that wears like a 2XL or a 3XL and you choose a large, it will actually show it on a big dude. That yeah. the buttons are about to assassinate someone. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, like, I hope it's real. You see what it would. It, it, the, it, I'm stuttering over here. So it. <laughs> I think that in order to have it actually accurate for that, you're gonna your measurements are gonna have to be very precise. So that might ah. actually add more burden to resellers because the distance across the chest, the distance at the waistline, the distance down at the at the bottom of the shirt, uh, the actual collar, like every single measurement is going to have to be more precise if you're going to be able to upload your exact body measurements as it were because you can look like an extra large person isn't not every extra large person you're is built right the same. that is true yeah. so so again like if they want to make it really realistic for things like that like what would it look like on you uh, i mean they have they have uh i don't know how cool it is and how good it is but they have like suits that you can wear that uh have like the squares on them like so what should be like a regular like one inch by one inch square, however big the squares are, but it's a stretchy suit. So it'll like actually like pull at the different curves of your body. What? They can take a picture of it and like a picture like you turn around and it, it can actually measure precisely like every inch of your body based off of just that, you know, and that's the way some people are tracking their like their body fat loss and stuff like that is they can see has this square inch down at my waist like stretched or like reduce at a certain point. So with that kind of technology, like if it's like, Hey, you just wear this like random t-shirt that's like tight on you. You take a picture of yourself wearing it, upload it to the AI. And now you have like a permanent, like this, they can make an AI rendering of you and what clothes would look like. They could do that. I'm sure we're not that far away from that. However, again, that I think the burden of resellers is going to go up because you're going to have to have very precise measurements in order to get an accurate picture. Otherwise, somebody's going to get it. Imagine the customer complaints if they're used to seeing things yes. on a model that looks just like yeah, that's them. That's what I mean. And then they get it and they're like, oh, it actually doesn't quite fit the way it looked on that model version of me. Then you're going to have even more complaints. Whereas like new stuff, like, yeah, if it's coming brand new from a, a from the factory, they're going to have all of those measurements in perfectly. It's going to be more precise. So who knows? Who knows what it looks like for a secondary seller? Agreed. And one thing that should make your life easier is my reseller genie. So before we move on, just want to talk about my reseller genie. I, I firsthand was, have been using my reseller genie this last year, and it was really easy to go to my tax person last week and go, 
here's my cost of goods, here's my shipping, here's you know how much I spent on returns and so on. Because my reseller genie, if you haven't been doing bookkeeping, it'll very easily import all your stuff from the previous year, it'll help you on your taxes, it'll help you come up with a profit loss summary. That was one thing. I, I there was something I was trying to apply for something in. Uh, they wanted a quarterly profit loss. And all I had to do is go to my reseller genie, go to the report, give me first quarter profit loss, and boom, it was right there. So if you haven't checked out my reseller genie, uh, go to the link below and use our code Pure Hustle, and you'll get 15% off the first month. Go sign up for my reseller genie, link below, 15% off the first month with our code Pure Hustle. All right, hey, uh, before. Before we're gonna eventually get a hustle, we just we got one more keynote video, and I just want to do some final uh, discussion of eBay Open. So this last one is kind of I just wanted to share this one because it pretty much tells us the direction that eBay is going. So uh, let, let's roll that clip. And this is the future from of e-commerce for enthusiasts. Somebody important. As a seller, you might be thinking to yourself, "Why enthusiasts? Why is eBay focusing on this audience? How does that help me?" Enthusiast customers, buyers, and sellers are at the center of our flywheel. Our enthusiast buyers are passionate collectors, hobbyists, category experts, value seekers. They are looking to eBay to enable their passions, help them find the things that they can't find anywhere else, the things they love. While we are serving enthusiasts broadly, we also track a specific set to measure success. We define enthusiast buyers as those with at least six purchase days per year and annual spend of $800 or more. In Q2, of our 132 million active buyers, we had 16 million enthusiast buyers. They contributed roughly 70% of GMV on eBay. Wow, that's a small Over percentage. Over 90% of difference. our enthusiasts yeah. shop in focused categories. As we continue to grow, we expect to attract more enthusiast buyers to the platform. We also have the benefit of cross-category shopping. When a buyer shops in their favorite category, they go on to discover we have so much more to offer them. The average enthusiast shops frequently in their primary category, but the huge and unique benefit of eBay is that they spend even more outside of their favorite category. We feel really good about our strategy to prioritize enthusiast buyers, making sure that we have the inventory that they're looking for giving them the experiences that they need, the trusted environment that they need. And we're confident that this is the right strategy to drive. And there you have it. Thoughts, Mike? I mean, the, the data speak for themselves, right? I mean, like it's, you got a handful of people and obviously 16 million is more than a handful, but Percentage-wise, what does that end up being? A little bit more than ten percent of what they said their total buyers were, somewhere around there. They say what, it was a twelve hundred twenty million. What did they well, say? They said, they said I'm just going with the number. Yeah, they have sixteen million on there, but that sixteen million is making up seventy percent of their GMV. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like a small, a smallish percentage of their total buyers. At least I think, unless I missed that that number of their total people buying on the site. But yeah, the, that sixteen million people are making up seventy percent. So. Again, what is an enthusiast? I would imagine these are probably people in very specific categories. Comic mm -hmm, books, mm -hmm. baseball cards, uh, shoes. Video um, games. I'm, video yeah. games. I'm, I'm assuming also with the, you figure their, um, their focus on like auto or like the car stuff, all their commercials. There's probably mm -hmm. like car enthusiasts as well. I just wonder though, because their metrics specifically say 
$800 a year and six purchase days. So that's what they're referring to as a an enthusiast, which it makes sense. But what if it's just like people who are just, that's where they go to buy their stuff because they know they can get it just as cheap or cheaper than they can on Amazon, right? There's some people who are like that. They're buying new stuff. They're not necessarily like a collector. They spend $800 a year. Are they an enthusiast even if they're just buying like random household stuff? I think it I think it just depends on the frequency. According to what I hear is, you know, that they fit that criteria, right? The criteria is they at least spend eight hundred dollars. There was another one that said that in certain categories, some of them spend two to three thousand. So I, I believe the eight hundred is on average. And what I what I did like, what I did like was it says that they buy across other categories. And I think that's a win. I think that's a good thing. I have noticed myself. Uh, that I have a lot of repeat buyers in the last three, four months. And I, I think there's twofold. I think one of it is eBay is pushing that. I think eBay, if if you've already made, let's say, with my manga, right? <laughs> Which, you know, I've been selling a lot of manga lately and I've had a lot of repeat buyers. And so I, I believe that eBay, whenever they're searching stuff, obviously I think my items will end up priority on the search because they've already bought from me. That's just my thoughts. And so... My, my expectation for eBay is we talked about this before, how stores are very important for eBay. Now people should, they're always encouraging people to have their own eBay store. They're encouraging people to use coupons, newsletters, markdown sales. It's, it's, it's very different than before where you could be like this anonymous uh, seller, you know, lives out you know in the woods, never has to show their face. I, I remember going to some eBay pages and they had like their cat as their profile on eBay and, and all that stuff. And now they actually, they're encouraging buyers to be in community with the buyers, be in community with the other sellers. And so I, I definitely think that's the direction that eBay is going. So I encourage people to, to get more sales, definitely foster those relationships. There's, I think there's two ways to do that. One is you're going to have to niche down. And I'm not saying don't be an everything seller. I'm still an everything seller, but I'm not really an everything seller. You know, when I'm outsourcing now, I hardly pick up clothing unless it's really valuable, right? Right now, I'm picking up vintage toys, vintage video games. Uh, I, you know, I used to be huge on shoes. I was looking at my bins the other day. I have like 40 bins of shoes. And I would say probably a quarter of those are almost empty and haven't been refilled because I'm just not sourcing shoes anymore. But I definitely, when I look at people that are buying stuff from me, it's a lot of the same people over and over again. And I do think that works to your benefit because it's better to have the consistent buyer than have the one-off that you're hoping that somebody shows up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think you're right. If you can niche down, I think that's probably good in, in a lot of ways. Um, I think if you're lucky enough, like, okay, for instance, your manga, you, yeah. when, you when you buy a whole bunch of from one collector there's a good chance that the other collectors have similar tastes, right? So if they're into manga A, collectors who collect manga A probably also collect manga B, right? Mm -hmm. Like just like on Amazon where it's like people also buy. So you probably are more likely to find repeat buyers. Now, if you just go out and find more manga, let's say you get another manga sale, you might be tapping into an entirely different group of enthusiasts and your repeat buyers from your last sale will be like, okay, yeah, but where's that manga A again? You're like, well, I haven't found any more of that. That's what they're after. So I think, I think, yeah, in some of your categories where like you found like specific sizes of a certain brand of shirt that people are after, yeah, you're going to get repeat buyers. But 
I think it, it's it's hard unless you're like I am a Pokemon card seller or I am a uh, sneakerhead or I am a like if you're in one of those categories, you're more likely to, I think to get repeat buyers. But if you're just like sourcing at thrift stores and garage sales and stuff like that, you might get repeat buyers of you know one one haul or maybe you get lucky and get another haul that's similar. But unless you're picking up that exact same stuff, I don't know. No, I see. I still think if you, I I still think if you have the right stuff, if you have the right stuff, people are going to find it. It's not going to hurt you if you if you're not getting the repeat buyers, as long as you are in a market that has enthusiasts. So even if you get a different manga that your ten people who've been buying from you are like, oh, I don't like this new stuff you have. This stuff's garbage. There's going to be a whole group of enthusiasts in the manga series that are going to be like, oh, I love that stuff. So as long as you're still reaching enthusiasts, which kind of isn't really different for eBay. Like eBay's always been the like collector thing. Like I, 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 I wouldn't say this is a big change or change of direction for them. I think this has just always been their customers. It's been the people who are like really into baseball cards or people who are really into whatever it is, knickknacks that have a little, you know, mouse figurines or whatever it is. I, I feel like that's what eBay is. It always has been. All right. I can, I can see that. I just, I, I, and again, what I'm saying is anecdotal, but I will tell you on my end, I just see a lot of it. And to me, like it's, it, it's, encur- it's encouraged me to fix my store, like fix all my store categories. Uh, you know, the other day, uh, somebody speaking of manga, bought a manga book for me. And then they're like, Hey, do you have volume 16? And then I'm like, yeah. And I sent him one and it was the wrong, like completely wrong manga set. And they're like, uh, actually that's not the right one. But then they said, but I buy those too. Right. And so I think I think that it does help to be in that region. I still think there is safety in being an everything seller in the fact that if one market goes down, you still have the other market. Like, thank goodness I've stopped trying to sell Hawaiian shirts because Hawaiian shirts have been dead for me for a long time. But I still have, a, you know, new items that I've picked up. Right. And every once in a while, I'll get somebody that cares about uh, Rain Spooner and so on uh, when I pick it up. Uh, a few last minute uh, thoughts here about the keynote. So Jordan Sweetum uh, spoke, who is, I, I really like that guy. I'd like to have him on the podcast someday. You're welcome to join us, Jordan. We will be, you'll be the first interview that we've had in the years. If you reach out to us. Okay. Just, just that, that's how much you mean to us. So uh, he's a VP, SVP of global markets. And uh, you're just basically talking about how eBay is moving forward with more authentic guarantee uh, more uh, eBay Motors uh, guaranteed fit, which I think it's good. B- establishing buyer confidence goes goes a long way. And then, uh, you know, overall, ads get getting pushed. They're very big on ads. Uh, there's a new fall seller update, and in that, there's another kind of ad that has been introduced, and we'll talk about that. So that's where we are. All right, hey, we're about to do our hustle of the week. Uh, if you want to check out the rest of eBay Open, I think you can catch the replay by going to, I believe, the eBay for Business uh, podcast. Or maybe you could just DM the eBay for Sellers on Instagram and ask them, where can I catch all the new data? And let them know Pure Hustle Podcast sent you and that they want to be back on the podcast. And, and, and you know, because we haven't been on the podcast in a minute. So, yeah. Yeah. Send it to the new handle they have, but don't send the, uh, the principal dab meme with it. When you say Pure Russell podcast sent to you. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we move on, uh, if, if you want to help support us, you know, we've always been producing free content since day one and we've gone through ups and downs as far as sponsorship and support. Uh, but what's always been constant 
uh, in the last two years since we started it has been people helping us out via Patreon. And for five fifty five a month, you help support uh, our podcast. You know, we take away time from our families. Uh, I'm taking away time right now from a, a, a lawn that needs to be mowed. And so I'll be into the late hours tonight mowing that lawn. Uh, you know, it, it allows us to get the equipment that keeps our podcast being the best selling uh, sounding podcast out there and the number one podcast for reselling out there. And so if you want to help us out, go to Pierce, uh, not Pierce podcast, patreon.com. You also get to be part of the discord with thriving community of other resellers. Yeah, and I uh, I was going to say I haven't talked to Orlando about this yet, but I have a a break from school coming up here uh pretty soon they're giving us a week off here in October. So okay, okay. Uh, as of this podcast airing, I think next week there'll be a uh I'll have a little bit of time off of work, so I was going to see maybe Orlando and I might come up with a uh Discord uh live we'll probably put it on youtube but just invite to our, our discord people uh, again not we've talked about this before not as like hidden content behind a paywall but just a way for us to kind of hang out with uh just with those who are, are are yeah our supporters so um so if you are part of our discord we know we've kind of mentioned we're going to be we want to do something for you guys who do some kind of live chat with you guys so uh maybe maybe this next week uh, we'll talk about it more on the uh the discord for you there so if that's something yeah, you're interested sure. in definitely sign up uh, and also, if you want to follow us on social media, we are Pure Soul Podcast on all platforms except for X. On X, we are Pure Soul Cast. You can always give us a call, 619-738-1170, 619-738-1170, or shoot us an email at purestofpodcast at gmail.com. That's purestofpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, if you're listening to podcasts, you haven't caught our YouTube, jump on over, hit that subscribe, hit that bell notification, and smash that like button. As always, grateful for all the iTunes reviews. Uh, more grateful for the positive ones, but you know you got to keep it real and uh, let people know why you enjoy our podcast. All right, we're ready to talk about right. some hustles. Let's do it. Yeah, hustle of the week. And our first hustle of the week um, is an email from the Rocky Mountain Picker. Oh, man, this is, this is pretty cool. All right, here we go. Hello, my name is Juno, and I'm from Colorado. My hustle of the week was in a bulk buy I received at a church sale. I was the first one there and found a big bundle of video game stuff for $30. Many decent items that altogether should conservatively bring in 150 to 200 bucks. But the main fight in the lot was a Mega Man 7 on the Super Nintendo. This sold for $299 individually. I've been uh, listening to the show for about a year and you have kept me motivated. And I actually started filming my buys and have a channel on YouTube called The Rocky Mountain Picker. Thank you for everything you do. I have pictures attached. Thank you, The Rocky Mountain Picker. Man, that is awesome. I love that. Uh, one, I love you've been listening for a long time Two, I, I love that you got your own channel going. That's awesome. And man, those church sales, church sales can be like the, cause they, they're, when we talk about like places, like pricing to move items, mm -hmm. sometimes the start of a church sale, they might be trying to get too much money for stuff, but they're trying to get rid of all of it. All of it's yeah. been donated. They're not trying to hold on to it for next year's sale, right? Like they're like, they, they want this stuff done and move through. They got it all. They want it. So you can really score some great deals at church sales. And man, to go from $30 to a bunch of stuff, you'll probably make 150 to 200 bucks plus one game for 299. Man, if you can 10 X on one item, plus you still got a bunch of other profitable items in there, that is, 
that's gold. Yeah, nice work, Juno. And, and Mega Man 7 is a great game, by the way. All the Mega Man. Did you ever play Mega Man or is that oh, are you too young? Um, I played I played a little bit on the there's a I think one on a couple on the N64 okay. um versions of it I think I played, but uh, no, I didn't play it very often. Oh, uh, that was that was the game up there. Like it should be honored as much as Zelda and Mario Brothers, but you've lost just, your mind. That's just my thoughts. So let us know in the comments. Is Orlando crazy? All right. Thank you. Thank you, Juno. All right. So this comes from uh, Mike J from the Discord. Said, my hustle of the week was I bought a Funko Pop movies, The Breakfast Club, John Bender. I, I think that's, yeah, it is. The guy with the the glove, the glove, the, the, the like the cool guy, right? The guy that, like, he's at the Breakfast Club and he has, you know, those 80s gloves that have cutouts at the fingers. And he's like wearing that flannel. Did you watch The Breakfast Club? N- no. Oh man, that's the difference between you and me. Like that—that that was a classic. That, that's Gen the X. difference between me, you and me. It's yes. The Breakfast Club. Yes, that's it. The Breakfast Club. <laughs> and so paid eight dollars and just sold for a full price of sixty dollars plus shipping. Uh, was excited because I didn't think it would get that much. Love the show. I listen every week. Uh, nice. Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah. I got to tell you, Funko is like the new Beanie Babies pretty soon here. But I will say there are some Funko Pops like you. I think you should still pull out your phone and, and do, a, do a lookup because I've sold some for like a hundred bucks uh, and the box was like a mess up. I sold like a Joker one and uh, I didn't think it was going to be worth that much. And then I looked up comps. I'm like, OK, I am picking this up for a dollar. So definitely keep it. Yeah, I mean, the hard part with Funko, like you said, is. I mean, maybe you've sold some with bad boxes, but there have been times where I've almost picked some up. But I just know mm, those collectors yeah. that are like they're too crazy about the boxes and it's just not worth it. Like, OK, maybe I'll make 40 bucks on this. But by the but the way I have to package it in order to make sure that box doesn't come to them with like a slight ding in it. And even if they think it is messed up, or you know what I mean? So it's like the chances of a return in my eyes. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's just my own. uh, uh fear of shipping Funko stuff, but I just feel like those kinds of collectors, if you're a Funko pop collector, you're, you're, you're really into making sure the boxes are pristine. I feel like. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. Unless it's super unique, you know? So, all right. All right. Our next one is Josh T 37 from the discord. So this is more of a words of advice and a great steal from the store that shall not be named. Dun, dun, dun. So I found these speakers, but first I found only the main unit with a price tag of $35. It was sitting on a shelf. The big LG logo caught my eye and I looked it up. Honestly, I didn't know what it was at first. It looked like a router, so I took it up and noticed it's a Bluetooth surround sound adapter for a soundbar. I didn't see the two speakers that are supposed to come with it, so I started scouring the shelves and finally found them together, each with a $35 price tag on them. I threw them in the car and asked the worker, hey, these are all 35 for all three since they're a kit. And she said, nope, $35 a piece, which is usually what they do. I almost put them back as I didn't want to chance $105 and them not work. Anyway, I said, I'm going to go see what I can do at the register. I sweet talked the cashier and said that they were a kit. So it's 35, right? I added 35 for a tiny speaker is crazy. So this has to be 35 for everything. Much to my surprise, she agreed with me and sold everything for $35. I only listed them, uh, but have an amazing STR and sold comps for $150 to $200 used. Sold for an offer of $179 plus shipping. Uh, I was happy with my persistence and just thought 
that I would share my story. That's fantastic. And, you know, it's one of those things where you're probably not wrong. Like, they, yeah, maybe some person thinks, like, oh, no, it's $35 a piece. And then, but in my mind, I would think the same thing you're thinking is like, these go together. Like, you can't separate these things. It's like, if it's like, here's the pot and then here's the pot lid. And it's a ten dollars sticker on it on each thing. Like it's not ten dollars for the lid and ten dollars for the pot. It's like these things go together. They're not going to work without each other. And so, yeah, I would assume the same thing. And and I think your your words of advice and your persistence is it is key because it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to ask because um, you can take the no. Uh, my wife and I just had this the other day. We were at a store and we were very persistent and we just got a consistent no, even though they. I feel like the store was wrong still. But it didn't hurt. Like we we talked to like three or four people. We weren't Karens about it, but it was one of those things where it's like it doesn't hurt to ask again and say like, "Hey, are you sure? Like, can we? Can I talk to somebody about this? Because I think, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But at the end of the day, you're not you're not going to know unless you try. So, uh, great job, Josh. I think that's fantastic. And you're right. If you would have paid one hundred and five dollars for all that, yeah, you, you're it it wouldn't be a hustle of the week. It would be you're hoping it works and maybe you made a little bit of money. So the fact that you paid thirty five that makes it worth it for sure. Yeah. Nice work there. Do you have a hustle of the week, Mike? I do. So um, a while back, I bought a bunch of comic books and I bought this book, uh, this box of comic books for, I want to say it was 10 bucks. It wasn't a lot of money. And I usually don't buy a lot of comic books unless I know what's in there. Um, But it was cool because there was a lot of really unique one-offs. And what I mean is like Marvel and... Uh, I know Marvel does this a lot and there's some other vertigo in there. They'll do um, like a a series of comics. It's only like four or five or maybe 10 of them. So it's like one of four, two of four. And there were a lot of really cool ones. So I love the Ender's Game series and they actually had like mm. Ender's Game, Ender's Shadow, Ender in Exile. Um, the They had like, because of the Ender's, the Ender's Game book series, there's like six of them on each direction so it goes down the enders game series and then the ender shadow series and they get really unique uh speaker for the dead um there's all these different ones and they had a comic book series from marvel i think it was for each of these and then there were some other ones too so i'm an english teacher and they had one of the comic books that was in there there were six of them and this is the one that i sold just recently uh was a picture of um it's a picture of dorian gray right i don't remember that's the book right <laughs> oh my gosh how am i forgetting it right now it's uh picture um so anyways it's it's oscar wilde uh dorian yeah the picture of dorian gray it's oscar wilde so um they it was there were six of them total so one of one of six two of six years so six total comic books and this is a classic book that i read back when i was in high school and i remember like this was like such a creepy book um and it was just cool to see like oh this is like a book based off of literature or comic books based off of literature and i bought these a long time ago and i listed a bunch of them and i haven't had a comic book sale in it's probably been almost a year. Yeah. They've just been sitting there and all of a sudden, boom, sale comes through and it was a pretty good sell. I ended up making like 30 some dollars off of this. Um, and I've already sold a ton of the Ender's game plus some other one-off comics. So I've probably made probably at this point close to $300 off of these comics that I paid 10 bucks for. Um, and after I was shipping these out, I was like, you know what? I might've actually, uh, saved the picture of Dorian Gray. Cause, uh, that that is kind of cool that it's like a literature based comic book, but oh well, I'll take the money instead. There you go, nice, nice. There you go. All right, so I had mentioned I was doing consignment uh, with Volkswagen parts from a friend of mine who's my mechanic, and it's actually working out. Well, this is a first sale, but 
It's a big sale because, you know, on consignment, the only thing that you're spending is your time, right? So he had these uh, Volkswagen engine cases. I don't know much about Volkswagen or vehicles or, you know, I'm, I'm just not that guy. And it was interesting because I got this message and somebody said, do you know the machining specs? Line bore, cam, cylinder, jug size. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like I mess, you know, so I texted my friend. I'm like, hey, man, do you have the answers for any of these? Because I, I don't know what to say. And then uh, he texted me back hours later. But right before he texted me, somebody paid full price. And so I sold a Volkswagen uh, engine case uh, for four hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents plus shipping. So the deal was fifty uh, fifty. So overall, when fees and everything will be taken out, I'm probably going to walk away with like $190. And, you know, it took me probably five to eight minutes to take pictures and list. Uh, the packing took me about 35 minutes. But to make $190 in what, 35, 38 minutes and it didn't cost me anything, I, I count that as a hustle of the week, you know? So I have like five others I'll be listing here soon. So... It's going to be, I hope this just keeps happening. Like, I hope he just says like, Hey, here's some more parts. Yeah. I mean, when you get deals like that, man, that's the way to do it. Especially parts, car parts. Talk about enthusiasts, man. Those, those yeah, are VW. people who spend yeah. just, not just VW, just, just any kind of cars in general that people work on any kind of, yeah, VWs for sure. Bugs and stuff like that. But just any, any cars, my brother-in-law is super into, um, into building cars and, I can't, I don't even want to think about how much money him and his friends that are into that have put into the cars they have. Right. And it's, it's their hobby. It's their passion. It's what they do. But yeah, it's like every time I come over, it's like new boxes of stuff and the cars are done. They're ready to go. And then they're still adding and changing and replacing parts. So it's, it's one of those enthusiast hobbies where they're always spending for sure. So if, yeah, if you can get into the car market, man, you're, you're, you're golden. Yeah. So let's, let's see how this goes. But you know, again, nice profit, Zero. I mean, the only risk is right. I get a return or something, but I I, th I think I'm good. And, and the thing was, like, this is the kind of guy that he does quality work and he does quality machining. So any items I do get, like, they're gonna be quality items that people are gonna want. So it's good. All right, hey. Uh, before we move on, uh, real quick to the eBay fall seller update. Another quality item that you should pick up if you haven't yet is American Bubble Boy. Uh, I, I, I just keep <laughs> the thing is now that I don't sell as many clothes, I need more bubble wrap, but it's consistently here. Uh, you know, I, you, they have next day today. Uh, you could do local pickup. It's all free shipping and it's a great price. There's also the tape that if you use your code pure hustle, you'll get 5% off and it's pretty cheap. I think it's like $35 for 24 rolls. Uh, so it's quality tape. So definitely check them out. American Bowl Boy. All right, let's let's touch base right. here. Real, the, real quick before we do, man, yeah. I, I misread this. Uh, I thought I thought that the eBay false seller update that's on this. I thought that was going to be our Monday mini because we're already at almost an hour. So we got to let's let's move we'll, through these. We'll man. Move through. No, no, and there's only a few things. But here's what I always say. There's always these gotcha moments months later. They were like, I can't believe this happened. But the entire time it was in the seller update. So I just want to pay attention to some of these. So we already know about unpaid items. Do we really need to talk about that anymore? Nope. Yeah. So by the way, just letting you know on the eBay fossil update, it says that they're working on, on unpaid items. So you imagine being the person typing this, or maybe it was just a boilerplate. They're just like, Oh, let's, let's put this on here. And it's the say it's here. I just want to read a line. 
let's see if it's this i don't want to compare it because we're gonna take too much time but uh let's see uh unpaid items so here it said, we know that unpaid items have been a long-standing challenge for many of our sellers, which is why we've made improvements to reduce unpaid incidents for buy it now and best offer sales. What? Buy it now? Hasn't that always been standard? It's like buy it now existed. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was. Anyway, so there's that. Uh, now you could, have you had the option to send offers on multiple items? Um, I'm not sure if I've really paid attention to that. I feel like I always have, but is that new? Yeah. So on the app, what do you I'll mean get, on multiple items? So like, let's say you have eight items to send offer mm-hmm. on the app. It's allowed you to say, Hey, I just want to send 5% off on all these items and you could just do it once and it'll send it on all of them. So I don't use it as much because it all depends on the item. Yeah. Right. So, you know, sometimes I want to do 20%, sometimes 30%, but I think yeah. it's a great a little tool. more control. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. Uh, they also have a new promoted listings. This is promoted listing standard advanced. Uh, no, no, sorry. Not standard. My scratch that standard is what the normal one that most of us do. This instead is promoted listing. Let's see. Advanced smart targeting. And, and I want to be, I want to throw this out there. I don't want to spend too much time on there, but there's a lot of new sellers that aren't don't understand the difference between all of them just real quick standard is the one where you choose a percentage extra and ebay will promote it put it at the top of the search and when your item sells you pay that extra percentage so it could be two two percent four percent six percent if it's advanced that is pay per click that means every time somebody clicks on your item you owe money even if your item doesn't sell okay this one is one step further where it is promoted listening to advanced smart targeting, where now it gives you the option of choosing the right words based on SEO and you can like pay money for those and, and so on. So it's very advanced. I just bring it out there because maybe we have some people that do retail arbitrage. I think it's helpful for that in Q4, but I don't know how much it's really going to help people. I feel like I'm, when you're paying for, for promoted listings, I want them to be targeting smartly. Right. Like no matter what, like if I'm, if I'm doing especially like pay-per-click, like I want them pushing the item to people that their, their algorithms are assuming are going to be purchasing those items uh, based off of spending habits, based off of, you know, what's in their cart, based off all of those things. So if, if that's not already happening with the promoted listings, what are they just putting it out there for every, like, I feel, I almost feel like, again, it's just one of those things where you just up it and you up it and you up it and eventually it's like you're paying for first class, but first class is just coach now, you know, everybody's, <laughs> but if you want real first class, it's like super, you gotta be in super first. If you're just in first class, that's coach. And then if you're, you know what I mean? Like I almost feel like that's yeah. what what's becoming with this is they've, they just keep adding more things where it's like, well, it didn't, shouldn't, shouldn't that just be what promoted listing is, is you're targeting the right buyers for this. If I'm well, paying for let, it, let me just read it to give, you know, they do. Uh, it says we're introducing smart targeting for promoted listings, advanced campaigns designed to save you time by simplifying the setup process and automatically updating and maintaining your ad campaign settings with smart targeting. You can easily promote your chosen listings while we take care of your bidding and targeting for you. Uh, and so then it says with this release, you'll also get access to new ad placements, including relevant listings pages. In addition to existing slots in search results, this will provide more ways for your listings to get discovered across eBay. Please note these ad placements are currently only available for promo- promoted listing advanced campaigns that use smart targeting. 
So yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and and I'm in full agreement with what you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah, because because before before advanced smart targeting existed, those spaces for ads were just where they were putting regular ads. So now they're saying, but if you want the space that your ads used to get, like you know, eight months ago, only people paying for advanced get those spaces, and it's like they're just adding additional fee. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you got the shareholders, man. All right. So this last one is a win. I think is a win. So they, you can now do people, buyers can now do combined shipping for eBay and international shipping. So they said, we've heard your feedback and are excited to launch a combined shipping on international orders. By offering this option, buyer shipping costs will be determined by the weight and size of their, their entire order rather than separately for each individual item. So this is a win, right? Because in the old days, like if people are like internationally, they're like, hey, I want to buy these items. You had to either tell them, put it in the cart, which didn't always work, and then check out, or you had to just create a whole new listing for them. And sometimes people would buy them and they'd be like, hey, can I get combined shipping? And you couldn't do combined shipping unless you canceled and you created a new listing. So I think this is a win all around. It'll be cheaper shipping uh, for the buyers. It'll be easier for us to manage our on our end. And so I see it as a win. Uh, the one warning I will say is everybody has to make sure they put the right dimensions in there for their item and the right weight because if you know you're like in orlando and you just put standard stuff all the time and you're not really careful what can happen is you'll like for example uh i i did sell similar on i think like a hundred items like five years ago and i was using it, it was for like cars but it had one item that was 24 by 18 by 24 and it was 30 pounds so i had like 20 hot wheel cars with those shipping dimensions and I had trains with those shipping dimensions. And guess what? I had zero international sales because people were like, no, no. Actually, I had one person pay $150. They actually paid it. You know, they what's, were rich, what, rich. What's the alternative, though? Like, what if you what if you put in that it, the box was one inch by one inch by one inch and weighed 10 grams, right? It was under a pound. But it's actually like a big box with a lot of weight. Like, who ends up paying the difference? That's a great question, man. I don't know. I That happened to me. I had a, uh, I shouldn't be confessing my sins here, but I I had a huge like toy horse that I sold and I put dimensions like 10 by eight by six, two pounds. And then ended up being like 24, 18, eight. And it was like eight pounds or something. And it, I ended up paying a little bit extra because my dimensions did, were off. Did you? Just a little bit. It wasn't much because I ended up, uh, Instead of priority, I ch I changed it to ground or something. But you shipped you're just shipping it to uh, Kentucky, to the, right? To the hub, yeah. So for me, it wasn't that much more. But yeah, who like paid once the they difference? got it, yeah. yeah, once they got it there, and they're like, "Oh, this item actually is going to cost an extra two hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> to send to, you know, <laughs> who ate the cost? Turkey or wherever it was going." I I didn't say I just shipped it out. I got great feedback from the buyer. Maybe eBay eBay's like, the, dang it. I don't. Now I'm going to get like this, this email directly from Jamie Aoni. So I'm joking. All right. Hey, um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. That's the show. Hopefully you enjoyed hearing about eBay open and the eBay fossil update. Obviously there's a lot more info on eBay open. That you can check out. Obviously we didn't cover all the points of eBay fossil update. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff about AI and stuff that we've already talked on the show, or we already talked about when we discussed eBay open, but it's definitely worth your time to spend the time to stay informed. And with that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant and be reselling plates. Peace.